Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to another episode of the IPL Informer podcast. We have a massive show coming up where we will dissect an absolutely crazy final round of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, which, as I said last week, was aided by the Bobby Mazevsky fixture generator. We will take a deep dive into Winuna winning their maiden IPL title, as well as looking ahead to the first weekend of finals football. We have three guests on this week's show, including the captain of the league champions, Tyler, Bromer and Fuller. Mate, I'm not going to ask if you're good or not, because I'm sure you're bloody great, but how do you feel and has it sunken in yet? No, I don't think it has sunken in quite quite just yet. Um, I sort of think back and look back at all the videos and stuff on my phone and just that, that moment that we, we found out we're champions, it's surreal it just yeah it'll take a while to sink in i believe we are going to talk a lot more about the shark shortly but i do need to introduce the other guests before we do so uh they both had solid weekends in their own right the first being tarawana defender dan chapman welcome back thanks dylan thanks for having me the blueies they virtually had a finals match before this week having to beat Wollongong Olympic, which, of course, you did to make the top five. You came on out on top two goals to one. Of course, your younger brother, Tim, is in the Olympic side as well. So how did that match play out? Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a scrappy game. Um, I'd say probably the first half, definitely Olympic was on top. Um, but we just sort of managed to hang on, especially the first half an hour or so. Um, hang on. And then got a penalty just towards the end of the half. So we went into halftime 1-0 up. Um, they scored pretty much straight after half time to make it one all and then a bit of a dog fight from there and then we got one towards the end. So probably could have gone either way, but um, yeah, we definitely treated it like a final, so we're happy to get the win. Obviously, Winuna grabbed all the headlines this weekend, but Tarawana making the five is also quite a considerable achievement considering how much change happened over the last off season. And Peter Willis has now made... Uh, three finals in his four years at the club. I made a bit of an error on Twitter a couple of days ago about that, but still three three final series in four years is pretty impressive. And this is, I think it's fair to say, the most impressive one yet, Dan. Yeah, I think so. And I think for this season, especially, a lot of the credit does have to go to Pete. I think um, in the side, there's probably a lot of raw talent, um, a lot of guys with pace and that sort of thing. But um, the way he's coached us, especially with those, with those guys up front, um, you know, they, they had the ability, but he sort of coached them with movement and where to go and all these sorts of things, um, which has made them really dangerous. And we've probably gotten better as the season's gone on. So, yeah, I think for Pete, he's probably got a lot of joy out of it as well. So, yeah, I'd say a lot of credit has to go to him. And I do want to bring up some not-so-good news for the Blues. Unfortunately, Mitch Ferraro and Zach Mazewski both picked up knee injuries, I believe. Is there any update on how, how those boys are going? I haven't spoken to Zach, um, but Mitchy, I spoke to him this morning. He's he's ruptured his ACL and done a few other things in there as well. So um, he's pretty upset, um, but yeah, he, you know, he's keen to just get on the road to recovery, I suppose, and get back in there as quick as he can. So yeah, we'll we'll miss him for sure. Yeah, that's uh, pretty it's rough to hear. Um, and uh, fingers crossed, the news is a bit better for Zach. But yeah, I'm I'm you know pretty gutted to hear that for Mitch. He's uh, Obviously, been uh, led the side around this season, so it's a shame that um, he won't be able to run out there next weekend. But our, our final guest is 
Albion Park White Eagles goal-scoring ace, Cameron Morgan. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dill, mate. Thanks for having on. The White Eagles, they got the job done. Uh, well, they did well enough to uh, get the job done against Bulai. It was a 1-1 draw. Uh, the side must be pretty stoked to make the final series uh, after a bit of a bit of a rough start of the year, and you had a really tough run in, but you you really showed up where it, when it counted. Yeah, mate, we, everyone's stoked. This um, at training, mate, the, the vibe's really nice, really good. Um, but uh, mid-season, we weren't looking too good. You know, we were, we were probably sitting around the seventh or eighth position, and people were saying. Oh, Albion Park can they bounce back or not? And um, we've just come good in the last six or seven weeks. You know, I don't think we've lost a game, which is um, an unbelievable stat when you look at the teams reverse. You know, your Wollongong Uniteds, your Olympics. We've we've picked up points against teams where I don't know you'd, you'd expect to maybe lose. You know, um, but mm. I'm happy with the boys and everybody's very very happy at training, mate. And we're looking forward to the final series. So. I have got your fixture list up and the results that you've dropped, like drop points were like against Cringilla, Balambi, Port Coral. But you've really, like I watched you guys against Olympic where you guys were incredible and obviously Olympic were, weren't able to play in that game and the Bulli game where you just had to get the job done on the weekend and you, you just did. So... That's that's the confidence must be sky high, even though you are going in as the lowest ranked side this weekend. Yeah, mate. Well, we've, basically, we've been looking at it as every game we're going into being underdogs, you know, which we've been written off, I reckon, for for most of the season. You know, there's a bit of drama at the start of our season, and um, Gons and um, Peros come through, pick the boys up, and we've just been saying before every game, you know, just take the, each game as it comes and um, give your all for that game and just see how you go. And if you look, man, probably Paul Kembler, a big loss there. Cringilla, we got got a little bit unlucky with a deflection late in the game. Um, United, I probably could have could have won us won us three points there. I had a little little chance in the six yard box. So there, you, you win those games, and you can be up there with with Winuna, who you know, um, battling for that first spot. But yeah, congratulations to them, and I'm I'm happy with how our season's gone. So, and you've continued to find the back of the net after last season, where. I believe it was 21 goals last campaign and you finished with seven this year. Obviously, it's a shortened season and it's interesting that you are tied with Belize Ben McDonald with both of you scoring on the weekend. Um, the move to Albion Park's really paid off in terms of your career. Obviously, you'd been around the league as, as well as the Dish League for a while, but you've, you've turned into one of the main goal threats in the competition over the last couple of years. Yeah, mate. Um, coming in last year with Paul Carter and Rod Williams and that, you know, really, he really gave me the opportunity just to express myself and play how I'd like up there, up there by myself, just doing a, a lot of work by myself. But um, also, it's come down to the, the boys that I've had around me, you know. Um, mm. I seem to be in the right spot at the right time sometimes. I, I miss a lot of chances. I'll put that out there as well. But um, yeah, I seem, I seem to be banging them in every, every game, nearly, but it's good. So. And what determines whether you do a backflip or not? I usually do it for a hat-trick, mate. But there was one game where I did it on the second goal and I just got a little excited, mate, and chucked it in early. But it's usually a hat-trick, mate. I, chuck, I, I, do, I do the flip. Because <laughs> mm, um, was it against Cor- I think it was Coromel you did, you did a couple. 
maybe. And, yeah, that was uh, Coromore. I did too, mate. I got a little bit... Of, I thought I was going to score again, mate. <laughs> yeah, the Mercury photographer <laughs> got a, a sensational snap of that one. Just a final word on Albion Park uh, for now. Were, were you being told the scores elsewhere during the game on the weekend? Because obviously a draw may not have been enough, depending on how results went elsewhere. And was there ever a thought of... Uh, a big four-goal win to even jump into third? Uh, well, we knew it was going to be a battle, you know, um, against Buller. They're always a quality side, you know, and, and they showed it on the weekend. Even in the second half, it was just, we were def- I felt like we were defending a lot of that second half and we are battling and battling. But, yeah, the four goals, it was, we are really just focusing on getting a win or getting a point and just making sure we secure that spot in the finals. Mm. But, um. I think it was about the 85th minute or something like that. Um, the ball went out. We kicked it. They kicked it out because one of our players was injured. And I'm standing there and I hear the boys talking, saying about a couple of the results around the ground. And mm. then I, I did a little joke with Benny McGuinness in goals there and said, can you just hold the ball for us for the last three <laughs> minutes? But, um, yeah, I was just we, – we were very stoked at the end of the game that we, mm. we scraped in, mate. It was good. Yeah, Fordo. I think it was Fordo, Brendan Fordham, that was screaming to the sideline for the score updates. And I just, <laughs> I, it was a crazy uh, second half just because I had people sending uh, Facebook messages and text messages from your scores all over the, over the ground. And it was, <laughs> it was absolutely uh, uh, a frantic, um, a frantic probably last 20 minutes. And it probably kept me entertained because without, being too disrespectful, the second half was a bit of a damn squib, but um, in yeah, the end, you guys, was, you guys, <laughs> you guys got it, got it done. And let's um, bring Tyler back in because obviously, like I've mentioned, you know, a hundred times already, we're not far out. Um, it is the story of the year in whatever whatever local sporting context, and you know, it's why we absolutely love this game because anything can really happen. The Sharks they needed to beat South Coast United. Have Wollongong United lose to Coniston and there be a four-goal swing in the Sharks' favour? Well, Wanuna, they won 3-0. Coniston won 3-2 in the 98th minute with a teenage outfielder in goals for the last 15 minutes in Sammy Benton. And out of nowhere, the Sharks are champions. Um, it's, probably, it's probably too basic to ask how the... F- and don't forget... That happened, but what was the few minutes before finding out Coniston had had won? What was that like? Uh, because I believe your game finished five or so minutes before that one. Yeah, so our, our game finished, well, quite a few minutes before theirs did. And, and yeah, at the time, we were obviously still second with the, with the other game still being 2-2. So it was a bit of a strange feeling. Um, everyone was pretty down, to be honest. Um, I, I didn't actually play. I was, I was rested because I had two yellow cards, so the club didn't want to risk me getting a third one and miss, missing that that finals game next week. Well, it turns out that it would have been a prelim, but for, for the for the week after, um, so I don't know. I was just, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to describe really. Everyone was really down. Like we just won a game three nil. We put in the the best performance we could for the day to do all that we could, and it just seemed to not be enough. So. Yeah, all the players were down, like really down. We're doing a warm down, and I, I sort of stopped and I said to the boys, "At the end of the day, like, this is the first time Winuna's ever made finals. This is this is the most historic year in Winuna's history to date. 
in terms of Premier League success to even make the finals as a big effort to take it to the last day is, is something quite special and something for all of us to be proud of. Um, but yeah, just the, the mood was just still so down that we come so close given that we'd, we'd done our, our bit and it seemed to have just fallen away because you know, United had equalised in the 88. So we were so close, but mm. seemed like it was all just yeah, too little, too late sort of thing. So I was really down. And then as we were um, doing the warm down, one of the, the younger boys had told us that Connison had scored. And obviously we didn't want to get too excited just in case it didn't actually happen. So Ken Wiseman from Football South Coast was there. He was on the phone. A few other people were on the phone to, to other people at the other game just trying to verify whether they'd actually scored or not. Um, and then, yeah, when it, when it came through that they had scored, we sort of started celebrating a bit like, and then they're like, the game's not over. Everyone settled down, settled down. The game's not over. So and then um, we're all just in the middle of the field. We were just hoping and praying that, that it stayed that way. And we'll, Jai, Jai Miller had his phone out in the middle of the pitch, just updating the Football South Coast Twitter feed, waiting for that full-time post to come up. And as soon as it did, yeah, we just lost it. Everyone, everyone was going crazy. Um, it's hard to describe that feeling, but it was, yeah, just insane. Incredible, really. Um, and as you mentioned, you were arrested, and I believe Jai Mellor was well, as well, correct? Yeah, I was as well, yeah. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, it was to avoid the potential of picking up a third yellow. Um, that still must have been... I'm sure you can understand why that decision was made, but it must have been pretty tough to hear that. And how, how was that conversation with uh, Dan McGoldrick? Yeah, it was definitely a tough conversation, being two of the sort of leaders of the the team, we we don't want to miss any any games, and um, we want to be out there every minute we can to try and influence the game the best way we can. Um, we believe us playing would have given us the best best chance for this to happen. Um, obviously, yeah, looking looking forward, it was it's the right decision to make, and it was hard to take at the time. Um, but yeah, we we accepted it, and we just knew that. Although we weren't playing, we on the sideline there, we we're just doing doing our best to um, get the boys ready. Like in the warm up and stuff, we were, we were out there, we ran the warm up for the boys, and we're still very much involved on game day. Um, and yeah, just like on the sideline trying to will will the boys forward and and get everything out of the, the guys that we could um, without actually playing. Hmm. How was training uh, last night? Being Tuesday night, yeah the. The mood was was still up. Um, obviously, everyone at the club is still sort of surreal for everyone. Um, business as usual, though. Um, we're, we're not taking any any time off. We're not going to sit and rest rest on this. We're we're still as focused as ever to uh, do the best that we can coming in this final series. We don't want to um, yeah rest on this this too much. Obviously, it's it's an incredible achievement and. We're very proud of everything that we've done this season, but uh, it's sort of only half a job done at the moment. Um, for, for the for the club and the, the team, we we really want to be able to do something in this final series now too. And if we were if we were to win the grand final and, and do the double, it'd be something un- unimaginable. Um, we'll move on to the preview of this weekend's matches just after this final question on Wanuna. I had a great conversation with Dan on Saturday night and I really appreciate him giving up, you know, nearly an hour of his time uh, while he was watching the EPL, actually. Um, he spoke a lot about team unity, which is 
evident um, and also more interestingly about how Wanuna's success, he sort of sees it as the side constantly putting pressure on the ball, regardless of where it is on the park, um, which I think goes a long way to teams uh, having that, being finding it so difficult to play against the Sharks. Do you, what do you make of that assessment? Yeah, we, we are just a team that's full of energy. We know no game's ever going to be easy for, for us. Um, where we're Nooner at the end of the day, we, we love it. We love a scrap. We love a battle and, we know that we can out enthuse and we out energize a lot of teams and, and that holds us in good stead a lot of the time. And um, pressure on the ball is a big thing in football at any level, whether it's semi-professionally amateur, professional. Um, pressure on the ball makes it hard for any team to play and um, puts you in the best spot to, to catch teams out and, and uh, find, find goals. So it's just something that we've, we've really tried to work on, just making sure we don't let give teams too much respect and hurt us too much. Um, yeah, our guys up top, we, they all believe it. As a, as a team, we're all, we're all defenders and every, every person has a, a responsibility defensively within the team and it, it starts with them. And um, yeah, it's just, we just got a, a great team belief in, in everyone that we want to do everything we can for the bloke next to us and make sure we're not letting anyone else down. And that comes down to a bit of the culture that we've created at the club in the last few years. Um, and it even goes outside of just the first grade team, the, the second grade team, the youth team, a lot of all the volunteers at Winuna, um that have been there for years and years. We've just we've just got a culture that that we want to do everything we can for for the person next to you and um, create history for one of the most historic clubs in, in the in the country, not just not just the, the district. So um, yeah, to, to get rewards this year for for that for everyone within the club whether it be volunteers, whether it be coaches, whether it be players, fans, spectators, parents, whatever it is, it was just, yeah, it's just good to finally get get that recognition for, for all the hard work we've put in in the last few years, particularly for me anyway, coming back to the club from, from being overseas. So, yeah, it's just yeah, really happy for everyone within the club. Well spoken, Tyler. I will just go over the results from round 11 as well as the final standings in the Elora Premier League. Of course, uh, Wanuna won 3-0 over South Coast United. Coniston beat Wollongong United three goals to two. But Lambie had a bit of a disappointing final day of the season, losing 4-3 to Coromel. Of course, that's Rodjanowski's final game in charge of the Rangers. Overall, Balambi still a fairly impressive season for a newly promoted club. Tarawana, they beat Wollongong Olympic two goals to one. And, uh, well, there's two more games. Albion Park won, Bulleye won. And Cringilla and Port Kembla played out a three-all draw at Wetherill Park. It means Wanuna finished top of the table with 23 points, which is the same number of points as Wollongong United, but with one better uh, goal differential and in fact it's impressive to see the Sharks have only considered eight goals this season which is six better than the next best defence which is United Bulleye finished third while Tarawana and Albion Park round out the top five Wollongong Olympic finish a point outside the top five in a pretty disappointing season for the PCYC based club Belambia in seventh Coromel are eighth one point ahead of Cringilla and the two points ahead of Coniston, whereas Paul Kembla and South Coast United finished at 
the foot of the table. I will say there will be a full team-by-team review of the season after the grand final. And in that, we'll be looking at the teams uh, who will be happy with their season and those who won't be. But on to this weekend's finals matches. The first game we'll be looking at is the qualifying final between Wollongong United and Bulleye on Sunday, 3pm at Coromel's Memorial Park. It's a replay of the 2018 Grand Final. The winner will take on Wanuna for a place in this year's Grand Final, while the loser will meet the winner of the elimination final between Tarawana and the White Eagles. Wollongong United, look, they'll be hurting after Sunday, and they'll either come together and be a real force in this final series or potentially fall apart. Um, their defence, which was nearly impenetrable before the Burt Burnley Cup, is without a clean sheet in six matches and has conceded nine goals in four matches. And they'll also be without Mason Versi in this one, who is out through suspension. Bulleye did enough to secure third. I wasn't overly impressed with them on the weekend, but... Uh, they, you know, they, in the end, they've, they've only lost one game all season, which is the fewest of any team in, in the league, which was against Wollongong United. Sia uh, Kambiashi, they're right-sided. Well, both of their Japanese players are right-sided, but the one that started the season off as a fullback probably looks to be done for the season. He picked up a hamstring injury on the weekend, but I would expect Cole Jackson and Jack Harris will return for this one. Cameron, you've played both of these sides in the last fortnight. What way are you going to be leaning? Uh, look, um, United missing Mason Versi is a big one. He's been a, he's been a massive impact for them. Um, Versi and both, <laughs> it was pretty easy actually to make a decision with Versi in the last two weeks, really. Um, I'd probably both have to say... One, of course, as well. Both one one as well, yeah. So um, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna go with Wollongong United. They're gonna bounce back, mate. Because when you look at their team, they've got mate. It's, a, it's actually an unbelievable squad that they do have. Mm. So I'm gonna go with United, mate. Wollongong United flogged by five one in round seven, and I'm I'm not sure whether it'll be in ninety minutes or not, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably going to tip United to win this one and set up a really juicy tie with Wanuna the following weekend. Dan, what do you reckon? It's uh, a blockbuster clash for the first week of finals. Who's going to win it? Yeah, uh, finals can go anyway, really. So it's hard to pick. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go United. You know, like you said, I think they'll be hurting. Um, haven't been there for a few years myself. I know that they'll be pretty keen to um, come out firing on the weekend. I think they'll be, you know, really disappointed that they that they couldn't um, wrap it up. So I think it'll be tight. That both both teams have been there in big games before. Um, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd say United. Hmm. Tyler, who do you want to play the following week? Oh, I'm I'm not too concerned with who we play. We'll. We're confident. Oh, we haven't beat either of these teams. They're the two teams we lost to, so we're, mm. we're happy for revenge either way. So, um, yeah, like most of you have all discovered, it's it's a hard game to pick because both of these teams obviously enjoy possession and they're, they're quite structured in, in the way they play and they, they build play. So they might counteract each other there, um, both with a few injuries um, that they obviously would, would like to be without. Um, yeah, I'd, you, you, 
United will be disappointed, obviously, last week, but the season that they've put together from from winning the Fraternity Cup to winning the Bampton against Bulleye to to probably the last two weeks not getting the results that they, they wanted, um, you can't really dis- discourage them and expect them to, to not bounce back. Um, so having the edge over Bulleye this year in the the Bampton and then and then beating them at Bulls Paddock, I, I will tip just towards United. Um, and then, yeah, we're looking forward to either team. It doesn't bother us who we play because uh, we, we, we owe both of them one. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll tip just, just United, just. I think it is fair to say United will be the favourites going into this clash. Um, and as you mentioned, that Burt Bember Cup win uh, earlier this season, two goals to nil in United's favour, which was, I think, what was it, four days before the the midweek league fixture. Um, but yeah, should be a cracking match. Hopefully, uh, Memorial Park's looking good uh, with this uh, after this pretty bad weather we're having at this current time. But uh, a ground that should be fine no matter what is JJ Kelly Park, which is hosting the elimination final between Tarawana and the Albion Park White Eagles. Of course, this is a Sunday at 3pm as well. Look, these sides, they had an absolute ding-dong a few weeks ago, and with the White Eagles beating the Blues 5-4 at Terry Reserve, Cameron got two on that day, while Zach Mazevsky also bagged a brace. There was also a meeting in last year's final series, which saw Tarawana knock out Albion Park two goals to one. Um, I've watched Albion Park twice in the last three weeks, and after, uh, like we said earlier, a lot of chopping and changing in the first half of the season, they look really settled now. Cameron, given the sides you faced recently, as we as we sort of alluded to earlier, your confidence heading into this one must be sky high. Yeah, look, um, there's been a fair bit of chat at, um, at training. You know, there's been all these um, rumours of the injuries and stuff over at Tarawana. We just tried not to play play ear to them. But, um, look, we're not confident. Look, we are confident. And everyone's confident <laughs> when they go into a So when everyone goes into a final, they've got to be confident. You know what I mean? Um, but we're not going to give any um, easy easy pass to Tarawana. You know, they actually, when they versus nine-game thriller, you know, they scored four goals. Um, we were lucky probably to come away with the, the three points in that game. But, um, yeah, coming into the game, we're not I'm, – I'm confident in the boys that we've got and the boys are confident, but we don't want to be too confident, obviously, because Tarawana, they're, they're still a good club and they can play football when, when, they, can, when they want, you know? Mm. Something that I just thought up uh, now, can I ask about Jacob Martin? He's um... – He's a player that's been on the fringe of first grade for a couple of years now and usually, I believe, is more of a fullback, but he's sort of exploded into a winger for Abbey Park in the second half of the season. And he's he seems to be linking up pretty well with yourself and uh, Jordan Nikoloski and, and Joel Beattie. Yeah, look, um, he's, he's young and he's actually he's playing unbelievable, I think. He's been probably up there with men of the match in our last three or four games, you know, he's... He's um, confident at getting at defenders who have probably been playing the league for twice as oh sorry longer than that. You know it's his first year, first debut in first grade, so he's confident. He's, he's shooting, and um, yeah, he just looks really good on the ball, and looks like he he deserves to be out there. You know what I mean? So mm. he's um, he's a good asset for us this year, and he's, he's he's turned out to be 
a great left winger. <laughs> so. And I it was, I believe, uh, Zane Wilson played fullback for you guys on the weekend, but uh, your mate, Jake Layton, will probably return to the side for this one. Dan, what do you think is going to tip it in Tarawana's favour? Um, I don't know what will tip it in our favour, um, but sort of the same as what Morgo said, we're, we're pretty confident. We probably, you know, we know that Albion Park's dangerous, obviously. They put five on us last time we played them. Um, but we probably won't worry too much about them. I've said it before, we'll probably just worry about us and, um, yeah, focus on our own side. We're definitely, you know, apart from being upset for, for Fezzer and Zaki that they'll miss out, we're not making any excuses about our team because, you know, we got the job done without them on the weekend and whoever whoever has played this year has done a really good job. So, um, yeah, we're confident. Um, it'll be nice to play on JJ Kelly rather than on Tara's ground where we can try and play the ball around a little bit rather than just pumping it along. Um, yeah, I think, I think we'll just try and focus on ourselves and I think what we've done pretty well this year as well is even in the times when we've been under the pump, um, we've been able to hang on. So, you know, we're not one of those teams that's going to have the ball for 80% of the game, but um, in the times, you know, there might be a 10-minute period where we are under the pump a bit. Um, we've been able to hang on and scramble and that's been really good. So, you know, hopefully finals is always a bit of a scrap and I guess it's whoever wants it more that usually comes out on top in those sorts of games. So we'll be really confident, but we'll definitely um, be wary of Albion Park being a dangerous team as well. From that 5-4 that game, is there anything your side was able to take out of that and learn learn from, or was it just a, a bizarre game? And since I believe it is uh, five wins in uh, four wins in five matches, so clearly you've been able to bounce back from it. Yeah, we started slow in that game, um, so that's one thing we took out of it. It was, I guess, it was a good thing that we got back to being in front um, from two goals down. I guess I'll try not to give away any penalties. That'd be nice. Um, Nothing major, I think. It was just the way the game went. Um, yeah, we'll just... We won't. We probably won't think about that game too much, to be honest. Mm. And I will mention, of course, because I mentioned last time you were on the show, Matt Naylor picked up another penalty last weekend and uh, obviously missed a reliable from the spot and he's going into probably his 73rd final series. So fair play to Matty on that front. Tyler... I'm pretty much on the fence here. Um, Dan's Dan's the only one because Cam, Cam Morgan's uh, camera is not on, and Dan's the one <laughs> looking at me. I'm, I'm feeling a bit nervous now, but um, the blueies. <laughs> look, I just because I've seen the last the last game I watched Tarawana, they are pretty wasteful at. Uh, Ocean Park, as obviously Tyler, you would have been aware. Um, and Albion Park have looked pretty reliable the last two times I've seen them. So probably leaning in their favour, but where's your monopoly money going here, Tyler? This one's probably harder to pick than the qualifying final, I think. Um, where I think I'll also be... the fact that it's elimination football, that changes, changes the game in many ways. Yeah, so I, th- I, think, I think the other game might be a bit more defensive minded and there might, there might be one or two goals that that tip it in that United Bulleye game whereas this this game I feel like there's going to be a lot of goals both teams are 
very happy to attack and sort of def- worry about defending later sort of thing, not di- disrespecting the teams in any way. But they're, they're teams that go out and score a lot of goals and it leaves them vulnerable to, to concede goals too. And in a, fi- in a finals series, that attack sort of outweighs defence sometimes for some teams. And with nothing to lose, you sort of lose sight of, of, of defensive shape and what's going on at the other end. You're just trying to score as many goals as you can. So I, that's how I see this game going. And I feel like it might be another high-scoring game. Um, Albion Park, the form they've been in the back half of the year, it's been pretty incredible. Tara, the same. They've only dropped that one game against us, I think, in the, the second half of the year or so. Um, I was really impressed with Tara's, Tara's midfielders, the two young guys, Kyle, Kyle Kirkland and Ben. Is his name Ben? Yeah, Ben Yarmouth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were really good. And, and Mitch, Mitch is good in that game too. Um, that's pretty devastating to hear that. You don't want to hear that that injury about anyone um, in this league because we want our best players out there promote, promoting this league. So hope hope Mitch all the best with his recovery with that injury because that, that's devastating to hear. Um, yeah, hopefully Zach's isn't as bad as that. Um, you don't want to, obviously don't want to see him out for too long. Um, just with those injuries and uh, the finals, it could go either way. Like you, you literally have no <laughs> idea. It, it, it comes down to who who turns up on the day. But I just think with Albion Park's firepower and missing Mitch and Zach in that Tara team. Um, sorry, Dan, but I, I think Albion Park might just edge it. But you never know. We have, no sorry, we have no influence <laughs> on the result in the end. If I, Morgo said if he gets a hatty, he'll do a backflip. If I get a goal, I'll do a backflip as well. I'll give it a crack. <laughs> Look, it, it'll don't, be don't an intriguing one. That, that I have... Uh... We, don't need, we don't need another feather, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we've reached the end of this week's podcast. So, Tyler, thanks again and, and enjoy your weekend off. I will. I will. I'll be. I'll be around the grounds. I'm not sure which game I'm going to yet. They're both both just as good at each other. So um, yeah, I'll be down there somewhere at either game. But good luck to both of the boys this weekend, and may the best team win. Thanks, mate. All the best. Yes. Yeah, Cameron. Best of luck this weekend, and cheers for coming on. Thanks, Dill. Appreciate it, mate. See you, chap. See you on the weekend. <laughs> Dan, same to you. Thanks, mate. Thank you all for listening. Please go like and follow the IPL Informer on Facebook and Twitter. I will say that there have been a few pieces to read from the Informer site that I will have in the show notes. There have also been a couple of great yarns in the Illawarra Illawarra Mercury by Josh Bartlett, as well as some football South Coast match reports from over the weekend uh, from once again what was a mental final day of the season. But that's all from me. And until next time, Enjoy the football.